The following is a hoop ball presentation. Hoopballers, welcome back to another episode of Today in Sports Betting. It is twelve thirty on the East Coast. It is Wednesday. And I am Iris Silver at Iris Silver Magic on Twitter. We got a great show for you today. I got my buddy John Ryan back on the show. Give us a little, uh, some good nuggets, hopefully for this MLB postseason slate today. It will be a short show, but hopefully we'll win some money. John, what's up, man? How are you? I'm doing good, Ira. Coming off a much needed 2-0 win last night with the, uh, the premium plays. Uh, obviously very nervous with the Rays having to win. And uh, got lucky with the Heat. You know, nothing like a three-pointer there at the end to uh, cover the eight-point spread. Yeah, I got there as well. I, I actually got down plus seven and a half. So that was a nice little three there for uh, Hero to help me cover the Heat as well. Uh, before we jump into today's slate, just want to remind everybody, this podcast is brought to you by Manscaped.com. They have the new and improved Lawnmower 3.0 with their water-resistant technology. I love mine, so should you. Go to Manscaped.com, type in the promo code HOOPBALL20, that's H-O-O-P-B-A-L-L-2-0 at Manscaped.com. Get 20% off and free shipping. What a deal. John, we have some MLB postseason to talk about, some playoff games going on today. And we'll kick it off again with the Miami Marlins versus the Atlanta Braves. Uh, the Braves are rolling out. Ian Anderson, Miami, has Pablo Lopez on the mound. Atlanta Braves are minus 225 as of right now, according to mybookie.ag. Miami plus 175 on the comeback. Over under nine runs, shaded to be under minus 115. Uh, I'll throw this one to you first. I mean, listen, the, Bra- uh, the Marlins, we almost got them. Um, they were up 4-1, blew a lead. Braves end up winning that game. A significant margin with a big, big seventh run, I bl- seventh inning uh, yeah. scoring uh, drive there. But uh, can you give us anything today that may help us get back on the Marlins, or are you staying off of this game? I'm, I'm probably going to stay off this game. I'm, I'm tempted to uh, go after the over. Uh, with these two starters on the hill, uh, you have Pablo Lopez is a uh, basically a fastball pitcher, uh, has excellent sinking action, generates a lot of ground balls. Uh, exit velocity in the lower end at 85.7, uh, 32% hard hit. Uh, same thing with Ian Anderson. He's launch angle is 8.9, which is low, generates a lot of. Um, hard hit balls at infielders. It's not line drives. So they're just, they're just plastered right at the player. And at that major league level, those are pretty easy outs. Uh, strike percentages uh, for these guys are, are pretty low. Uh, they're under 30%, both of them. So I think this has the potential to be a pretty high scoring game uh, with the bullpens coming in as early as the fourth inning. Yeah, I agree with you. Uh, I took a stab with the Marlins. I actually got eight and a half in even money. So uh, I took over the total eight and a half there. I'm also tempted to sprinkle a little bit on the Marlins at plus 175, plus 180 here as well. Just hoping that they can uh, even up this series at one to one. Next game on the board, we have uh, the Oakland Athletics and uh, Jesus Lazardo, the lefty, against Jose Urquidy and the Houston Astros. Lazardo, the lefty, on the mound for the Athletics. 
uh, and the Astro uh, for the Athletics, and the Astros are going to pull out Uriquidi with a right. He's a righty. Uh, the Astros are minus one fifteen right now. A's minus one hundred five. Very tight series here. Uh, Houston taking the first two games, but the lines have been pretty tight. Over under nine runs. Shade the over minus one fifteen here. Uh, is there a reason? that you can give me to potentially back the A's in a must-win game today with Lazardo on the mound, John? You have to think, uh, Ira, that this is a must-win situation. You never want to go down 3-0. Uh, we've never had situations where we're playing playoff baseball on neutral fields. Um, I did hear uh, from a pretty good source that uh, with this series being played in Dodger Stadium, in that ravine, it, it's way different in terms of the carry of the baseball in day games versus night games. And when I heard that, I thought, you know, I, all these years I never thought of it. Never once thought that night games would be harder to hit the ball out of the ballpark than day games. This game is starting at 12.35 Pacific Coast time, I believe. Uh, so that factor is in play, I think, with the ball carrying um, and possibly more home runs than, than yesterday's game, or at least more home runs than the average Oakland A's game. Um, yeah, with Lizardo on the hill, um, his numbers you know, have not been consistent at all. Um, if the numbers were consistent, I probably would have a, a little bit better feeling about it, but technically this is a road start. And in the road starts during the regular season, he had three of them, 0-1, 798 ERA. And, um, you know, just a terrible 1.84 whip. Uh, the last three starts, he's, he's come back, though. So that gives you encouragement to back these guys. But at the end of the day, it's going to take the offense to, to hammer uh, the, the Houston Astros pitchers, no matter when they come into the game and you know, start going after that first pitch strike and generate some, uh, some offense and keep that defense and the pitcher off balance. That's the only way I see them winning. Yeah, I agree with you here. Um, also, you know, everyone keep in mind, I mean, you make a good point about the ball carrying in Dodger Stadium during the day more so than it does at night. I mean, I'm from L.A. I can attest to it. You know, it's a desert out there in L.A. pretty much, and it's hot during the daytime, and – it's uh, it becomes very cold at nighttime, so maybe that is why uh, you're seeing the difference between the day and the night games, with in terms of uh, exit velocity, carrying, and and things like that. More home runs, more runs. Um, but yeah, no, I I uh, I think I'm just gonna back the Athletics here, um, and you know maybe throw up a little bit, and hopefully they they don't uh, get this series closed out on them um, by the Houston Astros today. Uh, next game on the board, John, we have the Tampa Bay Rays. Your Tampa Bay Rays, backing them, uh, came through for me last night. Uh, thanks for the tip there. Had them first five, had them full game. So picked up an, a couple units on the Rays there uh, last night. We got Charlie Morton on the mound against Manashiro Tanaka for the Yankees. Yankees minus 135, Rays plus 115, over under nine runs, minus 110 to both sides. Uh, this is a game where I'm looking to back the Tampa Bay Rays again. Uh, I'm not a big believer in Tanaka. He can be very shaky, and he may only go one or two innings. Uh, and who knows? You know, Tampa Bay has had the Yankees number this uh, this season, and I like Morton. And I think he put put together a good game against this Yankee team. Uh, talk me out of it or talk me into it, John. 
Uh, we're going drinking together, Ira, on this one. Uh, I'm all over Tampa Bay um, in light of the win last night. Uh, this is one of the few times you'll ever hear me say that the wrong team is favored. And getting uh, Tampa Bay at such a cheap price right now, um, there's a system that backs them up to that's you're going to take teams uh, with a money line between plus 130 and minus 130 on either side of pick. Having won 15 or more of the last 20 games, uh, and in facing an opponent after having won three of their last four games, that's gone 42 and 17 the last five seasons. And for baseball, that's a very, very good, powerful betting system. Uh, the $100 better has made uh, roughly $2,750 just over the last five seasons following this one single betting system. So I think uh, here we're, we're definitely in agreement with you and, and Tanaka on any given day uh, can look like Cy Young and not like Cy, Cy Young. So um, I think that the momentum now is on Tampa Bay. I'm a little surprised by the line, but I think that just gives us an exceptional opportunity to back them. Is this a, a seven-star, a five-star, a three-star? What are we talking here? How confident are you? It's a seven-star seven seven for the, uh, the subscription people. All right, there, there you go, guys. You got a nice little, uh, a nice little pick from John Ryan, who has these uh, these AI learning machines and and trends, and um, you know Tampa Bay big play today. I'm going to be backing them as well, so uh, I'm glad that you're on it as well because uh, it only gives me that much more confidence. Maybe I'll raise my unit size. <laughs> I already put two units on it. Maybe I'll throw another couple on it. Um, we got uh, – I don't have a line for the last game of the night, the Dodgers versus the Padres. Uh, we don't have a starter yet announced for the San Diego Padres, but we know that Clayton Kershaw will be on the mound against the against Slam Diego Padres. Um, Dodgers up 1-0 in the series, uh, winning last, last night, coming back from a 1-0 deficit to uh, route the Padres. I believe it was 5-1. Uh, we have uh, – you got to think that San Diego is going to be a bullpen game again. Uh, Clevenger had a shaky start in one inning yesterday and went to a full bullpen game after that. What are your thoughts here? I'm thinking that the line is probably going to be somewhere around minus $1.65, minus $1.75, somewhere in that range. Um, don't, again, I'm not seeing anything right now. That's my guess. Uh, given that fact, I mean, you would think that Padres are going to be probably about my, uh, plus 145 on the comeback. Do you have any thoughts here? Oh, and, 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 to, and my, my other guess on the total is probably around eight, eight and a half. Are your, what are your thoughts here regarding this game? It's a little difficult to handicap since we don't know who the starter will be, but we do know that Clayton Kershaw, the big diesel, will be on the mound for the Dodgers. Yeah, I, I agree with that that line. And again, depending on uh, how they set up this bullpen uh, rotation, um, it, it does put the Padres in a, in a very difficult spot knowing uh, how well Kershaw pitched in that last game. Uh, 13 Ks. You know, every time I see him pitch, I, I think he, he's approaching 45 or 50 years of age. And... Uh, you know, much like Tom Brady in the NFL proves us wrong as he threw five touchdown passes. So we have two elder statesmen here really on their game. He's like a uh, fine wine, John. What's that? He's like a fine wine. Yes, yes, with age. Yep, you got it. Um, 
And I love the story too, that, you know, the media will be all over these guys saying that they're washed up, they're 40, they need a cane. Uh, it's time for the nursing home. I mean, just ridiculous stuff. And they forget about the passion and the uh, competitiveness that got the, these types of players at this level. So with, uh, with Kershaw, you know, he's um, now got a 0.95 ERA, 0.842 whip over his last three starts. And again, to reference the last start against Milwaukee, he just completely dominated him. It wasn't even a game. Even though it was 3 nothing. you knew the game was, was over. It could have been one nothing, and you would have known the game was, was over. Uh, so he allowed three hits, one walk, 13 Ks, spanning eight innings. I think you see a similar uh, performance from him tonight. And one other thing I wanted to mention is that a lot of these uh, elder statesmen, as I like to call them, they reinvent themselves. Remember in, in uh, Kershaw's early days, he would throw 94, 95, change the grip on the ball, but he was pretty much a dominant fastball pitcher. And now, in the last couple of years, uh, he's only using that four-seam fastball 40% of the time. The pitches that are really, really tough to hit for the, especially a, a left-handed batter is his curve, of course, and now the slider. The slider really wasn't in his arsenal until last year. And now he's got it perfected, as you saw in the Milwaukee game. And batters, you can tell, they have no idea what pitch is coming. I, I, I would love this to stand in the box and see what it's like. Because um, everything comes out of the same slot. Uh, he can vary his delivery by holding that, uh, the leg that he lifts up to deliver the pitch. You'll see him delay that now. And that throws the timing off. Uh, so I, I, at this point, and it sounds very um, overly confident, but I don't care really who's on the Padres starting tonight. You know it's not going to be a starter that can go six innings and really go head-to-head against Kershaw. So uh, I think if, if Dodgers come out at 175-ish, I, I think that's another best bet. All right. Uh, I mean, Kershaw, he seems like he's old, but he's, he's younger than I am. Uh, you know, and I like to think, you know, in my head, I'm 16 still, but I'm 33. I mean, the guy is only 32 years old. He'll be 33 in uh, March. But, uh, you know, he's been in the league a long time. He, he definitely does have that veteran status, you know. But, I mean, the guy's better than he's pretty much ever been right now. I mean, he's just unhittable at the moment. But you do have these bats for San Diego you always have to worry about. They put together a great team there during the season, making some key trades. Um, so it'll be interesting to see. Now, would you back the Dodgers at minus 175 here if it came out there, or would you back them at minus one and a half runs and get a, maybe a little bit of plus money there? I found over the years that um, when I start screwing around with the minus one and a half, um, I oftentimes lose. Um, never really quantified that. Quantified that. Uh, I always feel more comfortable if I'm going to lay the wood, I'm going to lay the wood. Um, I'd almost be willing to go the opposite with an alternative line of minus two and a half so that you get the dog price. Uh, in which case, if... Um, this is just an example. If somebody's betting uh, $1,000 on a game, then you could put... Uh, you know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. 
book guided tours, excursions, and more in one place. There are over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from, so you can find something for everyone. And Viator offers free cancellation and 24-7 customer support for worry-free travel. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. 500 on the money line. Uh, I'm sorry, it would be 500 on the minus one and a half line and then 500 on the minus two and a half line. If they win by two and you're that unlucky, you break even. Uh, however, if they win by, you know, seven to two, you, you get both. And then you get the added benefit of the dog line on the minus two and a half. I like that kind of strategy better. Um, I also like the strategy. I think that we were talking about, uh, yesterday where live betting, um, Let's say the Dodgers are minus 180 and you bet them. If you have $500 to bet on the game, and that's your normal bet size, then why not bet 300 before the game and keep 200 in your pocket in case the Padres score first in the, in the first inning? Because uh, that line then on the live is going to come down to maybe minus 140, minus 150. And you kind of scale in much like you would scale in an investment in the marketplace on Apple computer. You, know, you don't go out and buy a thousand shares of Apple uh, right now. You, you like to buy 200, see how things go, 200 more, and you scale into it. And uh, I found average, that kind cost of average down is pretty cost, well with it. Cost average down is the, uh, the term, correct? Yeah. Yep. Yeah, exactly. There's a little finance for you folks out there. But, uh, no, I, I, I don't disagree. It's just, you know, San Diego can get hot, and that's my only concern. But Kershaw, you know, there's no other pitcher I'd rather back right now, especially with those Dodger bats in the lineup, than, uh, than Clayton Kershaw. Uh, John. And he sees 21-7 and seven against the Padres in his career for a 2.03 ERA, 0.977. Granted, yeah. against lineups that aren't like the one we see now, but still. That, yeah, it's you know, not. This, it's not your it's not your parents San Diego baseball team. You know? oh, that's correct. Yep. <laughs> Tatis and Machado and Fam and Nola, these guys can hit the ball. So And the infield is, is remarkably good. They're probably the best infield in baseball. Yeah, they're they're a great team. It's a fortunate that uh their their studs their stud pitching has kind of they got hurt right before this series uh and the playoffs started, right. unfortunately. Uh John, just want to point out um the Cleveland Browns line has come down. I gave that out on the podcast yesterday. Uh, came down from two and a half. It's all the way down to Cleveland Browns plus one and a half. So I have a point of value there. I always like to pat myself on the back sometimes. So uh, that's good. I, yeah, I think this line's going to come down to pick. Uh, I really do. So if you're still thinking about the Browns and you still think I know a little bit about what I'm talking about with the NFL. Uh, I do suggest getting down with the Browns plus one and a half. Also, the money lines come down to plus one from plus one twenty-five, which I bet it is down to plus one oh five at the moment. Um, so yeah, that's a that's an interesting little uh, interesting little line move within the last twenty-four hours. Another game that's uh, moved, which I kind of liked last night. I did not bet it yet, but I wanted to get your thoughts here on this. I don't know if you've prepared for football yet. Is the uh, Monday sure. night Monday night football game Chargers versus the Saints? I think the Saints are a little overvalued here. It was minus eight and a half last night. The lines come down to seven and a half. Uh, I'm thinking about jumping in on the bandwagon here at seven and a half. I think that this Charger team is a lot better than people think, and I think the Saints are 
overvalued in this spot as they always are by the public. And, uh, I think, uh, you know, maybe you can throw some numbers out there or you see any betting action on this game in terms of bet slips money. Um, I don't know what you're seeing out there. If the shark, if it's a reverse line movement with the public, you know, betting the saints and the chargers coming down. Um, I haven't checked into that yet. I just noticed that line right now as we were talking. Well, right now we have, um, being this early in the week and being Monday night, uh, we probably have about roughly 20% of the tickets bet for the game. Uh, it'll, it obviously heats up after um, the 4 o'clock games on Sunday are done. And uh, people look then to Sunday night, uh, that's, you know, the worst case is trying to get even from what they lost, which is a disaster, recipe for disaster. And you should never do it. Um, but in this game, uh, Herbert against Breeze, it's, you know, it's young lion, old lion. Um, you got 60% of the bets right now on the Saints. And as you stated, the line is coming down, uh, which means that the money uh, and the smart money, the wise guy money, is on the Chargers in a big way, early on action. Um, now, if this line moves a, a lot more, uh, the professionals may be tempted to buy back their charger bets uh, at the cheaper level. So in other words, if they got the chargers at seven and hypothetically it goes to four and a half, they, they may be tempted because that they have been six as a number uh, where they could win both sides. And that's how a lot of pros bet. Um, so I, I do see that as a... a a definite play on the Chargers. Uh, Drew Brees, to me, in doesn't look right. Uh, nope. I don't know how to say it. I'm not a, a football coach on the sidelines, but I generally don't watch the games live. I, I watch the condensed versions of them. And, you know, he's, he's the all-time leader in passing yards. But sometimes when I look into, you know, the camera's looking into his helmet, it, it's almost deer in the headlights as if he's afraid to throw the vertical route, which has really made his career. He checks down a lot more than he used to. Um, you know, he has had sh uh, shoulder problems, as we know. So I don't know if it's something like that, but when he does let it go, it looks, you know, 70 miles an hour plus. Uh, but it's that hesitancy. So I don't know if it's getting used to the, the new – offensive scheme that they're trying to run or the different sets of wide receivers. But see if I'm right, in the four and five receiver sets, it seems like um, he's just not pulling the trigger at the right time. And when he does pull it, you know, he's at two-tenths of a second late and the pass either gets, you know, defended or it's not caught. Um, yards after the catch for the Saints is a big metric for all NFL teams. And that's down, uh, reflecting, again, the, the timing is just off that much that a tenth of a second in the NFL is a week. And, yep. you know, that's, I think that's the difference. Now, on the Chargers side, you got Herbert, who uh, looks like he's been in the league for 10 years. Love that guy. Yeah. I mean, he's awesome. Um, you have so many of these young quarterbacks in the league now that are making the league so exciting to watch. And um, you also have the, the older guys, the Breeze, the Rodgers, Brady, and all three of those guys are, are doing well with, you know, Breeze is not 
at the standard that he was last year or the year before. Um, certainly Rodgers is, is off to uh, one of the best starts of his career. And Brady showed us five touchdowns last week after trailing 24-7. You know, I was watching that condensed version. I thought I was watching the Super Bowl when they played the Falcons. So um, I think the play here, um, I can make an early bet here that won't change when I finish the machine learning models projections. It will be the Chargers. And you're right. I think they're a vastly underrated team that uh, people just aren't respecting just yet. Yeah, and I think their defense is phenomenal. Uh, that's another thing that no one's talking about. I mean, you see what they did. <clears throat> you see how they limited Patrick Mahomes. I, I, you know, that that the number one, I can make case he's the number one quarterback in the league right now. Um, and the guy is fantastic, got high football IQ, timing's great, uh, phenomenal arm. And you saw how the Chargers defense was really able to limit his action during that game. And I can make the case that the Chargers probably have the best secondary uh, in the league right now. And that's going to be tough, with, especially with Breeze, uh, his timing and his uh, arm uh, strength right now. It looks a little weak, a little shaky to me, um, and his decision-making. So I think that the, if it's check down Breeze on Monday night, you're, the Chargers are going to w- maybe even win this game. So uh, I'm definitely going to probably uh, make this bet after we're done recording Chargers plus the 7.5, maybe sprinkle a tiny bit on the money line. I'm not, I'm not a big believer in Anthony Lynn. Uh, the guy kind of is a doofus uh, for all intents and purposes. He just seems to be just one of those uh, compounding mistakes type of head coach and uh, almost like a series of unfortunate events that happened to him. Um, but, you know, that all starts with one bad decision and it just compounds, right? So I'm uh, not too confident the Chargers will win this game, but uh, plus seven and a half is a little bit too much value here for me to pass up against the Saints team. So, too, I'll add one more thing, Ira, if I may. Um, we, had, we had just hit the surface of this topic yesterday with not fans in the stands. And uh, there's a clear advantage for the visiting team, especially in this matchup, going into the Superdome, where, um, you know, to my knowledge, there won't be any fans. But if there are, it's less than 20% filled stadium. And looking at that Sunday game when uh, the Chiefs went into Baltimore, Mahomes, you know, you're sitting at home and watching this on TV, and you could hear him changing the play. Yep. And I think, you know, in a rowdy stadium, um, they may have to go with a silent count, you know, in third and goal situations when the fans get nuts. And you don't have that anymore. And I think that's a huge advantage for visiting teams, especially in a primetime game. Yeah, so I think that's keep why. keep that in mind, too. Yeah, and that's why you're seeing a lot of the NFL totals going over the total. You know, I mean, you could have teased, I think, all the NFL totals last week over and six, seven points, and I think you would have won almost all of them, except for maybe the exception of – I can't remember off the top of my head. Maybe it was somewhere between one and two games, maybe three. But, right. I, but I think it was super low. Like, the teasers were just clipping the overs, uh, and they have been all year. So – um, that's yep. another interesting uh, angle as well. John, any other games you want to talk about before we go? We'll have a little football uh, preview, uh, longer kind of uh, rundown tomorrow regarding all the games. But is there any one particular game or line that sticks out to you that maybe you're jumping on right now? Well, it's the, it's the Thursday night game uh, with Tampa Bay and Chicago. And, um, you know, as I said 
about 20 times now. Brady threw for five touchdown passes. Um, I wrote an article um, that I can share with people too on what happens with uh, a, a quarterback who threw five or more touchdown passes. What happens the next week? Do, do they throw five interceptions? Do they fall back to the uh, their average style of play, their average performance measures? Uh, some people like to say revert back to the mean. Um, and I found with, with Brady and uh, Rodgers and Breeze, uh, the active players that lead the list with most games of five touchdowns or more, that momentum carries over to the next game, not just for themselves, but for the team. So going up against Chicago, even though uh, I'm a big fan of Nick Foles, I, I clearly stand on record, and I can stand on it easy now that uh, the Eagles got rid of the wrong quarterback. And sometimes you have a quarterback that's so much better on paper, you you know, he was drafted number one. We can't get rid of him. That would show that the front office made a mistake. And I'm being a little sarcastic because I listened to uh, the local radio station for uh, more than five minutes, and that's the threshold here in Philly. If you listen more than five minutes, you can be uh, warped and become uh, cynical. So I say that funny. So uh, in this game, Chicago, I think, is going through the same thing. Their fans are um, – just absolutely irate with what's going on. And uh, this is a game that with all the experience that Brady has and the weapons that Tampa Bay has, I, you know, they could be favored by seven and a half and I would still love the Bucs. Uh, so I guess my point is don't think for a second that um, when players are coming off a big performance, you know, it could be, a wide receiver getting 200 yards on 10 catches, three touchdowns. It could be uh, somebody throwing for five or six touchdowns that hadn't thrown a touchdown in three weeks. The natural tendency is to say that, well, they're not going to do that again. Um, the only sport I know, Ira, where that can happen is in golf. You know, you see these guys shoot 63, and then the next day they shoot 70. Um, but that's the only sport where I think there is a correlation between uh, you know, elite performances followed by mediocre. In football, it's more elite performances by elite athletes are then again followed by elite performances. So um, for that reason alone, I like Tampa Bay quite a bit Thursday night. Yeah, I'm, I'm on board with you. I, the Chicago Bears defense just doesn't look right to me as well. Uh, I do like Nick Foles too. I Listen, I had Chicago tied to a bunch of teasers um, last week and they got that late touchdown that saved my day and won me a lot of money. So I'm happy that that happened, but I just don't see the bears covering here, uh, on Thursday as well. So I'm going to be riding with you as well with the bucks at minus four. Um, but yeah, John, thanks for your time today. I'm at Irish silver magic. John's at John Ryan sports one. Uh, we're a hoop ball presentation. That's hoop ball.com. Go check us out. We're also on Twitter at hoop ball gaming. Once again, this podcast brought to you by Manscaped.com. Get 20% off and free shipping. Use the promo code HoopBall20 and mybookie.ag. Use the promo code HoopBall to get 100% match on your first deposit. All right, guys, let's go win some money. Let's go Tampa Bay Rays and Bucks. See you later, John. All right, take care, Ira. Thanks.
This has been a Hoop Ball presentation.